Good morning, good morning. How are you? It's Brenda Eshen Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, segueing into or connected to value-centered relationships. <clears throat> and I have to laugh, I've just been doing this for over four years, back again, back again, like a raindrop on the window, boom, 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 little raindrop tapping, tapping, tapping. <clears throat> They say just one little raindrop, tapping, 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 melts a lot away. Let it tap on a glacier, big mountain of ice, a little raindrop. Soon, 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 tap, tap, and before we know it, the ice melts away. Little drop of love, tapping, tapping on the coldness of our lives and the coldness of our hearts and the hardness of our hearts melts it away. A little word of dharma, a little word of truth. Excuse me. A little word of truth. All of these labels, labels, dharma, truth, love, all beautiful words, but they're simply labels. We actually need to become the raindrop. And we are the raindrop. We are the raindrop. We don't have to become it. We have to be what we are, which is a raindrop of love, of truth, of healing, of hope to another. So these little raindrops seem so insignificant when they fall. Oh, just one raindrop. Look, there's a big thunderstorm coming. Just a raindrop is enough. Raindrop contains everything, and it's even bigger than the storm because it's quiet. And it's persistent. Oh, you know, a big storm blows in, big thunderstorm, and then it blows out and it makes a big fuss. The way some people are like that, some events are like that, some fears are like that, like big thunderstorms terrifying us, blowing in, and then they blow away. But a raindrop, boom, you hardly know it's there. You hardly feel it. You don't feel it. If a raindrop fell on a glacier, a big mountain of ice, the glacier wouldn't wouldn't feel it. But still, it's doing its work. <clears throat> it's still doing its work because within, as I said, the raindrop is the potential for everything. And that's true of you and of me and of all of us, absolutely every single one of us. We all have the potential for absolutely every single thing inside of us. Everything. (laughs) Nothing left out. No one person is bigger or better or more or smarter or wealthier than another. Although it does look that way, doesn't it? It looks that way in our apparent world of forms of thunderstorms. And naturally, everybody wants to be the biggest storm make the most noise. Whoever makes the most noise in this day and age especially, we think is the most important, the most significant, gets the most attention. No, no, yes, that's how it seems that way, and that's part of the life of the thunderstorm. But the life of the raindrop is different. (laughs) And I really love that analogy, and it's also very true that Zen practice as we sit and practice, practice over the years, we embody the raindrop. We become the raindrop. That big 
thunderstorm is no longer of interest, doesn't call us, doesn't overwhelm us at all. We might even enjoy it. I personally, for one, I like thunderstorms. I love rainstorms. I love snowstorms. I love weather. To me, it's very beautiful to see all the changing faces of the world we live in. Now, of course, I'm not talking about the weather in this podcast. I'm talking about the weather in our hearts, (laughs) the climate of our lives, the climate of our relationships, because life is relationship with yourself, with the world, with another. And that is where everything becomes apparent, becomes manifest. Squalls arrive, thunderstorms for sure. And also moments of tremendous intimacy and beauty and love arise as well. If we're so embroiled in the thunderstorm, we're not going to be aware or available to those incredible moments of simplicity and beauty. And maybe we're sitting quietly in the room with someone and we suddenly realize that they're reaching out toward us. Their hearts are stretched toward us. They want to share something. They want to be with us in a very different kind of way than we're used to. When we become quiet and available and non-demanding, so much becomes apparent and becomes present in our lives and so much changes all by itself. There is so much more power in the thunder in in the raindrop than in the thunderstorm. You know the drama of relationships, and the drama even of our relationship with ourselves. Oh, he doesn't love me anymore. Oh, she said this. I will never forgive her. Oh, what did she do? And this constant gossip about each other, and an absolute obsession with each other's lives. That's really part of the thunderstorm, part of the squall. It's, it really distracts us and takes us away from what we're truly hungering for, which is that love and that intimacy and that simple touching, really, really being touched by life, by each other, and by being able to touch another and to realize that that's what's truly happening. I want to explore this thunderstorm in our relationships and in the world today and in our lives and how much we are overpowered by it and what it really is all about, what is fueling it, what is keeping it going. And and I'm offering an invitation, really, to step away from that kind of being and try something a little bit different here in our life practice and in our value-centered relationships, which means relationships based upon something that is really valuable, upon jewels, upon treasures, upon our own inner treasures. 
not upon the noise and commotion of the thunderstorms. You know, most of the time we don't know there's an alternative, that there's another whole way of being we just don't know. We've never seen it. We haven't been introduced to it. We don't know. So naturally we gravitate to all this super drama and commotion, which always leaves us bereft of hope, of our spirit, of our joy. And so let's look now a little bit. What fuels these thunderstorms? What is it? So we can begin to diminish the thunderstorms in our own lives. Let's look at some of the fuels that keep this uproar going. And let me say one of the fuels, we'll just do one today because there are so many, but one is enough to dwell upon and to work with, to practice with hopefully this week. One huge fuel for the thunderstorms is this intense feeling of demand. I demand this. I demand that. And if I don't get it, be careful. I'm going to get you. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a way to live. Threatening, demanding. I have needs and I demand that they be met. This is a big part of our relationships and a big part of the thunderstorms, the squalls, the pain that we're going through. Now, it's absolutely the opposite of what we think, because what we think is that if we get our demands met, we get our so, so-called needs met. So-called, these are not our real needs, by the way. They're not. It's counterfeit needs, counterfeit, counterfeit, counterfeit. But So we demand that these needs get met. Now, we're playing a part in a very unfortunate drama and play as we go through this. And if you don't meet my needs and if you don't treat me well, well, be careful because I'm going to get back at you. That's the thunderstorm roaring. Or I'll reject you or I'll get the heck out of here because this relationship, it, it isn't, you're not meeting my needs. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What a tragedy to think that way, to feel that way, because it's complete confusion, first of all. Number one, nobody is put on this earth to meet your needs. Number two, nobody can meet your needs. They cannot. You have to understand and know what are your real needs to begin with and what are your extraneous demands. And when you know your true needs, they will be met by you and by love and by your behaving and by your functioning in a completely different way. When we're living as the raindrop, when we're living in a place of silence, of love, of openness, of respect and honor for all of life, all our needs are met. It cannot be otherwise, as my wonderful teacher used to say. I'm thinking of him so much these days, and, and I remember how he said, it cannot be otherwise. <laughs> he was a samurai Japanese teacher, very strong, and also very soft inside. Although he didn't, oh, people, people saw it, I saw it, many people saw it. But that's not even the point. The point is, cannot be otherwise. That is the nature of our lives. That is the nature of the world. You will never get your needs met by screaming, yelling, demanding them, blackmailing someone, manipulating someone, 
blaming them, hating them, gossiping about them. It just doesn't work that way. You're caught. You're caught in a whirlwind of delusion. And now, and now you know what? You don't have to blame yourself for being caught. I'm caught all the time. And then I return <laughs> to this. The more you practice, the less you're caught or the quicker you return. Or when you are caught, you kind of see just what it is and you return. It, it vanishes. It's not magic. There's a very specific, detailed way to go about understanding this. Anyone can do it. It's just a question of wanting that which is really good, wanting the, the beauty of life, the wholeness, the kindness, honoring, respecting that. You know, over and over, I used to think for many, many years that we had a choice to make. And I still think that. You hear a lot about choiceless awareness, just be aware of whatever appears. That's, that's a good practice. But on another level, and both are true. They're not, it's not that one is true and the other isn't. On another level, we come to a profound, I think, choice that must be made over and over and over again, over and over and over again. So interesting to choose love, to choose life, to choose health, to choose well-being. In the Hebrew scriptures, in the Torah, it says, I've given you a blessing and a curse, life and death. Choose life. Now that's a koan. It's a koan. It's an incredible statement because it's not what it might look like. What does it mean to, what is life really? What does it mean to choose life? Now, is death a curse? Of course not. But the dark, it just refers to the uproar, the squalls, the confusion, the misery, the misery, the pain. That's choosing death. It's choosing not to taste the beauty of life. Taste, taste and see that life is good. That's also part of scripture. See, value-centered relationships is all based on scripture. And I love that. All the scriptures of the whole world, every single scripture, Hebrew, Christian, Muslim, everybody, Zen, Hinduism, everybody is included. And I love that so much because as I study and study each of them, I see one shining star, one raindrop, one path, one direction, everybody using different language, different practices, all coming to the same point. Choose life, live, love, share every single, every place you go and look, all the beautiful poets, all the great teachers, they're all saying actually the same thing and they're pointing us in the same direction, out of the squall, the hatred, the fights, the violence, and out of these demands, I demand, me, I'm opposed to you. Now for if we don't practice this, it doesn't really 
get absorbed in our lives and we don't end up living it as fully as we can and need to. So let me give you a little practice for today, for this week. Just become aware. What are you demanding each moment of yourself, of another? How are you caught in a thunderstorm? Just, you know, as we become aware of it, we stop. We are taking the energy away from it. We're not just feeding it uncontrollable energy. We're watching it. We're looking at it. We're becoming aware of it. We're stepping apart from it and allowing a larger part of ourselves to rearrange our balances, to redistribute our energy in a harmonious way. Just become aware, well, I'm demanding this, and maybe you can take the next step, maybe not this week, maybe next week, maybe maybe in five weeks, who knows when, it doesn't matter when, but maybe you can let go of that one demand all week long. Pick one demand that you're constantly making on the world and on others and let it go. Wow. That takes more courage, more energy than any thunderstorm, than playing any part in any drama or so-called drama. I wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. I'm going to do a program more and more on this. I'm gathering it all together. I can't wait. I'm going to do it on YouTube, and I will open it up to everyone and find all forms of sharing these principles, which are not mine, they're principles of the ages that belong to all of us and come from all the different traditions so that we can dip into a truly healing energy during this time in our world, which is so badly needed. And it will appear. It will, because it needs to. It cannot be otherwise. Cannot be otherwise. Thank you for listening and have a really beautiful day. Take good care. The website is um, www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you want to reach me, topspeaker at yahoo.com. Have a beautiful day. Bye.